and welcome to the Insatiable Appetite. My name is Renee Wheeler. I am a senior consultant on the Hartman Retainer Services team at the Hartman Group. I am joined today by my colleague, Felipe Hurtado Ferro, who is a data scientist here at the Hartman Group. Thank you, Renee, and thanks for having me. So today we're gonna be discussing some of the findings from our proprietary eating occasions database thus far in 2021. And for those of you who aren't as familiar with our database, just to provide a little bit of background, this is an online survey that we field three times per year in the spring, summer, and fall. We're asking respondents about their past 24-hour eating and drinking occasions, and we're capturing not only what that respondent had to eat and drink, but also where it took place, who was present on that occasion, what they were feeling, what other needs did they have, and other questions related to sourcing, planning, cooking, and food service. We've been filling this survey since 2012 and have since captured over 160,000 eating occasions. So the update today that we're going to provide is based on both of our spring and summer 2021 um, fielding waves. And it has, it, for those of you who have listened to some of our podcasts or seen our occasions reports before, uh, we know that last year, and the initial impact of COVID was really dramatic. Um, but it, then as the year progressed, we really saw that resiliency in American food culture. Um, you know, it really became apparent as things kind of rebounded, bounced back a little bit from those extremes we saw last spring. And today, what we found as we've kind of dove into these spring and summer occasions in 2021 is that consumers, you know, they do continue to seek out certain aspects of normalcy and day-to-day -day eating. But some behaviors have and will continue to be impacted by the pandemic. So today we're gonna to talk about five of the key takeaways from once again, our spring and summer waves of fielding. So first off, um, our first key takeaway is that we saw more eating in the morning. So compared to last year, uh, when we saw things, you know, were pretty similar throughout the day. This year, what we see is that the basic rhythm of eating, which includes both when and how much Americans um, are eating and drinking across the day, has shifted in 2021. And we found that today more adults are participating in what we call the early morning snacking occasions. So the occasion that takes place right before breakfast in the morning. And while fewer are participating in lunch through after dinner snack occasions on an average day. So Felipe, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about what we're seeing here? Yeah, of course. Um, we, as you mentioned, we're indeed seeing this shift from the late part of the day towards the morning with the main rise being the early morning occasion. And we saw that in 2021, about 23% of consumers participated in this occasion compared to 17% in 2019. But the most important thing here to notice is that this is not across the board. This, is, has, this has had a main drive from younger consumers, mostly millennials. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, and uh, the shift uh, in younger consumers, 
especially millennials, we saw that now in 2021, in spring and summer, about 32% have reported having such an early morning occasion compared to 18% in 2019. That's a huge increase of um, that we also saw in in younger consumers in Gen Z, but we still haven't had a big enough signal to confirm that. And we're looking forward to the fall wave to confirm that we are seeing this effectively across all younger consumers. But beyond that, another interesting thing to notice is that there was not just an increase in the participation of in these occasions, but also in the number of items that people had, and especially younger consumers had during these occasions. And we saw that uh, in the early morning uh, occasion in particular, uh, in 2021, um, consumers, adult consumers reported having about 3.4 in average um, item uh, category items. While in 2019, this number was just 2.5. So, and this is a significant change, statistically significant change. But even more interesting than that, it's that this has been driven almost entirely by food items, not just not beverage items. Beverage items have been rather stable. And so we're seeing uh, an increase in especially energy dense uh, items like cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's we're seeing this shift uh, towards the morning and towards more energy driven early before the breakfast uh, um, occasion. Very interesting. So it's not just that more are participating in that occasion, but it appears to be an occasion in which you know they're also choosing to have more than one, you know, a, a couple food and beverage items, particularly those foods uh, present. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. And we believe that it's also being driven by the situation of working from home. So people just grab a little something before they just walk the dog or get the kids ready to go uh, to log into school. So mm-hmm. it's a it's definitely something that we'll be paying attention as the year progresses and we gather more data. Absolutely. As we go into the fall and, you know, more perhaps more Americans are, you know, back at their workplace or kids are back in school. It'll be really interesting to see if this uh, specific trend continues. So uh, stay tuned, uh, listeners, for that um, when that wave comes out. So um, moving on to one of our second key takeaways is that, you know, for most consumers, away from home eating has returned to levels comparable to those before the pandemic. Now, when we looked at this by generation, boomers were the only exception, Um, hadn't quite gone back to that away from home eat in the same away from home eating levels as as they were pre-pandemic. But I also know that we looked at this um, away from home eating across the day. Uh, Felipe, what what did we find there? Yeah, that, that's another interesting case where the changes have not been constant across the day and they've changed in different directions. In, in a way, we used to see that away from home was centered towards the middle of the day, the morning snack, the lunch, the afternoon snack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the main away from home eating occurred. But what we've seen in this last couple year, it's a sort of flattening of this distribution. That is, 
the lunch, uh, the the morning snack, the afternoon snack, they are now not as, uh, they do not occur outside the home as much as they did before the pandemic, mm -hmm. but they are occurring more than at the beginning of the pandemic. Which makes sense, absolutely. Yeah, so we're kind of in the middle between these two states for the middle of the day. However, uh, toward the ends of the day, the early morning snack or the or the after dinner late night snack, what we've seen is actually an increase in the way from home occasion. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the early morning snack, it used to be around 15% for 16%, uh, sorry, before the pandemic. And now we're seeing about 24% of said uh, early morning snacks take place outside uh, or away from home. While a similar situation happened like in the late uh, night where it used to be around 6% of occasions before the pandemic. Now we're seeing around 15% of them. So we're seeing this interesting flattening um, of the distribution across the day, which again, we'll see if, as, as kids go back to school, as people return to whoever it's not going to continue working from home, if this is going to shift back to what was happening before the pandemic and have this very strong signal in the middle of the day, or if it's going to continue flattening and just happen evenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of one other interesting um, thing that we've we've taken away from eating occasions thus far um, this year is that there's been more social eating. And this this is actually probably one of the most prominent impacts of COVID-19, uh, which is around the social context of eating. And like we said, as many people continue to work and attend school from home and are also more comfortable socializing among friends. You know, when this was fielded in the you know, spring, you know, vaccines were just coming out. Um, so they were more comfortable being around friends. Um, and we found that eating occasions are much more likely to be among others. Uh, Felipe, how does this look when we um, kind of cut this by different demographics? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, it's always good to remember that these changes do not occur the same across the whole population, and demographics play a very important role here. Uh, as a counterexample, like for boomers, um, the pandemic has not had much of an effect in how many social or occasions with others they have. This has affected mostly younger consumers. Uh, millennials, once again, are the main uh, are the main example here, with them being far more likely than any other generations to eat with others. And this change from before the pandemic has been again significant. We've noticed enough change to be an statistically significant signal. So we're confident that we're what we've observed is something that is happening. Mm -hmm. But related to millennials, the other thing driving um, this change has been parenting. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. With parents reporting that the occasions that they had alone are only now only 17% of all their eating occasions, which we can compare to before the pandemic where it was around 34%. So that's a big drop, <laughs> cut in yeah, half. That's uh -huh. just cutting half, <laughs> exactly. One of the one of the actually the most interesting 
takeaways that I found uh, working with our occasions database uh, in the past year is consumption of leftovers. Right. And this, this will be interesting to see if it sticks around as, you know, <laughs> folks kind of hope, you know, adjust and continue to kind of returning to somewhat of a routine and normalcy. Um, but so one of our key takeaways here is that we see that restaurant food, right, it's being used and then reused. Um, as high levels of cooking engagement um, really declined fairly quickly after the initial onset of the pandemic, um, restaurant food quickly returned as an integral component of everyday eating. And this is particular, particularly among parents and younger generations. So currently about one quarter of eating occasions either take place or are sourced from a restaurant. And as I mentioned, one of the most interesting things that we've uncovered is that consumers are using these restaurant occasions to fulfill multiple eating occasions via leftovers. But Felipe, can you tell us more about you know, what's going on in this space? You know, and what, what did we see when we looked at leftover consumption across the day and by demographics? Yeah, this is another fascinating thing we've uncovered. And it's, uh, we saw the significant increase in the use of leftovers. Uh, almost a third of all locations right now include some form of leftovers, either entirely or just to some part uh, coming. And restaurants are indeed uh, playing a very important role. Um, mm -hmm. There's We've seen a huge change in the so kind of to say the sourcing of the leftovers mm -hmm. with uh, around almost 70% of all left of occasions that included leftovers having been sourced at least partially from restaurant. Wow. As opposed to 45% before the pandemic. Uh, we also so and, and again, it's this change that happens differently across the day. So the leftovers are being used mostly in the early part of the day. Uh, uh, the early morning, the breakfast, the morning snack, even during lunch, and then they decline towards the latter part of the day. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, so one last key takeaway here for our listeners uh, today is that we also observed premium aligned need states on the rise. Uh, so despite the financial impact of the pandemic, we saw that many consumers have actually been you know, willing to trade up and pay more for uh, premium foods and beverages. So Felipe, what demographics um, tend to be less price sensitive and what are some of the consumer needs that we actually saw rise over the past year? Yeah, so in, indeed we've seen a, an increase in or a decrease in price sensitivity and an increase in what we call this occasion characteristic of price was an object to mm -hmm. the occasion. Um, this is unsurprisingly being driven by mid to high income households. But more interesting than that, it's we've observed that both in millennials and parents, uh, where 44% of millennial and 48% of parent occasions reporting that price was no object during said occasion. And this is, again, a significant increase of 10 points from before the pandemic for both of these. Wow. Uh, beyond price sensitivity, as you mentioned, there's been other um, um, 
needs where we've noticed an increase of importance in these needs related to premium. Uh, mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, occasions where enjoying local or seasonal foods was important. They represent 43% of occasions, right? Or occasions that were about having higher quality artisan foods, regardless of the expense. Those are 36% of all occasions, which we've seen have gained importance. These, these needs pop up as more important than before in the relative scale of all needs that appear during these occasions. And we do believe that as other discretionary spending uh, during the pandemic has slowed down, consumers have indeed been willing to trade up uh, within food and beverages. And one of the interesting parts is that we've not seen any signs of this slowing down. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is something that we actually observed last year uh, as the pandemic uh, first began. So interesting to see that trend continue and play out. And um, well, I know we are running short on time. So thank you so much, Felipe. And thank you, everyone, for listening today. Thank you for having me, Renee. Of course, if you'd like any additional information about how your business can utilize our Compass Eating Occasions database, please reach out to us here at the Hartman Group. You can also download a complimentary copy of the report, Redefining Normal Spring 2021 Eating Occasions. Um, you could do so by visiting our website at hartman-group.com. And as we mentioned, you know, stay tuned for our fall occasions update in which we'll be able to look at consumer eating and drinking behaviors um, as many have returned to in-person work or school. Uh, so look forward to that. So thank you.